To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Everybody and welcome to Disney Thoughts. I'm Jesse. I'm Alessia. And I'm Jasmine, and we're three twenty-somethings with your daily recommended dose of unsolicited opinions on all things Disney. We're gonna kick it off with our favorite way to check in with one another. Uh, Jesse, new homeowner, lots of new experiences, new challenges. What has been your biggest takeaway from the process so far? That's a good question. Didn't know you were gonna ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I want to say clean every Saturday because if you don't, you will hate your life the next Saturday and your house is just dirty. And that would be my (laughs) biggest takeaway. I need to just be more adulting, like owning this house. It's just a lot of work. (laughs) This is me thinking on my feet here. I don't know. No, you're good. That's great advice. Great advice for the people at home. Thank you so much, Jesse. Now, Alessia, incredible performance in the first month of this year. Uh, We've all been blown away. You're unemployed, and yet you're absolutely thriving. Tell our viewers how you're maintaining such an enviable frame of mind during such a a time. Hi, Jasmine. Thanks so much for all the recognition. Really appreciate it. Um, You know, the first month has been definitely a challenge. I've been doing a lot of research. Uh, Like my friends and coaches have said, I've been working hard. (laughs) Sometimes hardly working, uh, but we're just keeping busy, you know, we're getting up early, making sure we get our good breakfasts in, applying to jobs endlessly, endlessly, and taking taking a lot of good advice. But I really just appreciate the support, you know, there's always room to grow. I know I could do better this next month. Thanks again. <laughs> um, I forgot that someone has to ask me a question. <laughs> But the answer that I have written down for myself has to do with um, yeah, how is school going? How is school going? Um, yeah, yeah, great question. Well, you know, actually, it's the age-old tale. You wake up, you get ready for school, you try your best to be productive in a pandemonium, in a, in a panzerati, in a panini press. Panini you know? press. <laughs> in a panini press. but your best just isn't good enough and what do you do when that happens well personally i cry but that never fixed anything so you know i just got to keep making those 9 p.m tim's runs for the 11 59 deadlines and you know keep trucking keep keep trucking thanks so much jasmine we look forward to hearing uh hearing your progress throughout the season same with you jesse we look forward to your updates (laughs) about adulting and home owning I love this energy that we've created in the studio today. <laughs> uh, so that's a thing that we like to do. We like to pretend that we are, you know, professional athletes being interviewed. I don't know. Why did we start doing that? Like, I was just going to say, I don't know how that ever started. I think it was after we we do this thing when we go out, when we used to go out. We would shotgun twisted tees as a way to like <laughs> commence the night and whoever lost and whoever won would get interviewed <laughs> about oh their performance <laughs> and the loser was usually Alessia. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I think we should jump right into our first segment. Um, we like to call it What in the Wonderful World and this is where we talk about you know, current events in Disney culture. And the first thing we're going to kick it off with 
is something I don't know a lot about, so I'm just going to be, you know, asking the questions here. Um, Ratatouille, the musical, ladies, what are your, what are your Disney thoughts? (laughs) The rat of all my dreams. Um, Okay, I loved it. I don't know why, but I thought it was going to be a stage show. Like, I thought they were going to, So did I. Yeah, I thought they were going to, like, rent out a theater, but just not, like, open it to an audience and just do, like, a stage adaption like they did for Hamilton and such. Um, But I loved it. Uh, Titus as Remy was so perfect. It was a really great casting choice on that part. I really, I, I agree there. So this may be a really dumb question, but what was the format of it if it wasn't on stage? Were they just all like on camera in their own houses? Like what what they do? Yeah. Like, is that exactly what it is? Oh my god! It's gosh. exactly what it was. <laughs> Everyone's super talented. Like Wayne Brady committed. He drew like whiskers and like had Did little he? like rat ears. Like, I like love the only it one so in much. real costume. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that I didn't love, and this might I know sound... exactly what you're going to say. I know it. Yeah. Like, it might sound a little counterproductive or counterintuitive, I guess, because um, because it was created on TikTok. But I did not like the TikTok moves in the midst of the Broadway show. I honestly thought it like, like it was funny, but I thought it cheapened it a little bit. I agree. People are here doing like pirouettes and like actual choreo and then you see people just like throwing Hitting it back low. you're <laughs> throwing it, throw it back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree especially because like whenever i would see the submission for ratatouille the musical like it was people who were genuinely being so professional and had such like i was like wow i can picture that on a broadway stage like they nailed it i don't know I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. It was entertaining. It um, Our donations went towards the Actors Fund, right? Mm-hmm. So at the very least, it was a productive spend. It That's was a productive good. spend. Like, I would have had FOMO if I didn't watch it, but also, like, I don't need to watch it again. It was that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. There was one part, though. I wrote down a quote here. I don't even remember who said this, but someone said... I'm in a dark place. Don't tone police me. And I just really felt that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember who had that line, but I felt that. Okay. What's next? Driver's freaking oh. license. Oh, here we oh, go. No. Oh, Buckle no. Buckle up. No pun intended. Jessie doesn't really know the background on this one either. So we'll give her a little bit of a rundown. Jessie, do you remember in like 2000 and eight i would say was the prime of oh, the Jesus miley cyrus nick jonas yes um selena gomez love triangle oh yes oh this yes, is yes. gen z's love triangle <laughs> this is gen z's disney love triangle between olivia rodrigo okay. joshua Bissett, and sabrina carpenter so okay. olivia and josh are on high school musical the musical the series yes so i knew that but who, i know who the first girl is she's like the main chick and who yes. are the other people? Because I don't know their actors' names. Like, I just know the characters. I love that show, first of all. But like, Oh, frick. Okay, so Nini and Ricky are dating in <gasps> real life. Oh, they are. Well, okay. So the theory is that he's, he's like, 20 now. She, she's 17. Um, apparently, because of the age difference, he was kind of... He said he would wait for her, basically. I think they really liked each other. But, like, weren't dating because of, like, the whole, like... Interesting. He was over 18, she was under 18, I think. 
Something along those um, lines, yeah. And he ends up not waiting for her. Okay. And dating Sabrina Carpenter instead before she gets a chance to turn 18, which is this month, the month that everyone will be listening in, February, I think. So Olivia writes driver's license about getting her driver's license but like kind of being really sad about it because josh taught her how to drive in a parking lot while they were filming no and she was so excited to like go drive with him when she finally got her driver's license but now she just drives alone past (laughs) his street (laughs) crying through the suburbs that's so sad honestly it is and here's the thing the song is about her and josh Mm -hmm. it's it's just about how she's sad that like how things ended yeah and it mentions sabrina or it alludes to her i guess um in a way you're probably with that blonde girl the one who made me doubt yeah and she never says anything like anything ill i guess about sabrina carpenter she just says like she's so beautiful and she's older than me and like i feel insecure she's everything i'm insecure about (laughs) no oh my she's basically saying like you're in love with this like beautiful blonde girl now um and it seems as though sabrina carpenter took it as i hate this girl she's a life ruiner she ruins people's lives and sabrina has do you want me to do what the heck okay you explain it and then i'll just i have strong feelings about it let me just make a disclaimer that i have been a sabrina carpenter fan for years like since she was on girl meets world her music is love her to death i have sabrina carpenter merch like i I really love her um (laughs) (laughs) she took it upon herself to write a song called skin wherein the lyric of the course i already know you you can try to get under my skin but he's all (gasps) on my skin and it's direct it's like it's a response like it was whether or not every single lyric in the song is supposed to be aimed at olivia the fact that she released it two weeks after driver's license sure makes it sound like it's supposed to be aimed at olivia the song starts with maybe we could have been friends in some other life maybe blonde was the only thing that (sighs) rhymed like, it's very pointed, and it's very petty. And at first, I was like, let's not blame Sabrina, blah, 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 blah. And then she goes and releases the song, and I'm like, I love you, but, like, that was not the move. That oh was not the move. Oh, my God. It's honestly just so sad. But here's the thing. There's a lot of talk that this whole situation has been fabricated and planned for a very long time. Yeah. I disagree. What typically happens, like, a lot of re- releases and such in the music industry are planned so they could be just playing all of us and if that's the case they're doing a great job however on the chance that they're not i do not like this at all i do not like it mainly because i think that we've established or at least we've started to establish this whole like let's not blame the girl thing for the boy's mistakes and Mm. olivia rodrigo did such a great job of doing that she's like yeah there was another girl that you were into but she was like beautiful and like i feel i feel insecure but she did nothing wrong and sabrina just completely 180 that (laughs) (laughs) like like really like even if it was for publicity i it it doesn't make her look any better so i really don't understand that yeah and it really it really doesn't and the thing that like really (laughs) this is the thing that bothers me the most about it is that it's such a divide on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram. And let's not forget, I'm 25 years old. I have much bigger things to worry about. I should about. not be invested. <laughs> I am so invested in this, like so stupidly invested. And 
half of TikTok is like, yeah, Sabrina, that was not it. Like, you shouldn't have done that. And then there's another side of TikTok, which worries me, which people are like, oh my God, that was so sweet of her. Like, this is such like a big sister song. Like, people actually think that this song is doing Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, what did I just say? Olivia Rodrigo a kindness. Oh. And like some sisterly, like, friend oh i'm just looking out for you but it's really like hey i'm sleeping with your ex get over it so let me just ask you this where is ricky or you know the guy who plays ricky where is he in all this has he made like a statement or anything like what is going because here we are just focusing on the women in this stupid stupid clown boy he does okay (laughs) stupid stupid clown (laughs) silly silly clown boy okay he is out here releasing music. He shared Olivia's song to his story when she released it, being like, great no. song. And then she he he shared Sabrina's song to his story when she released it, being like, great song. Um, He's stirring the pot. He is stirring the pot. I know they all had, like, releases planned for January, yeah. but apparently, like, Sabrina's releases were planned for early January. She pushed them back. I know. I think the only part of this that isn't completely 100% publicity was the original release of Driver's License. I think everything that's happened afterwards has been a little bit publicity mm, stunty. Interesting. Um, even though they were already planning to release music, but I think they are really capitalizing on it. I don't even want to talk about Josh. I'm just angry at him. <laughs> I think that's that's how we feel. Sabrina, we still love you, but... Are Josh and Sabrina still dating? Like, are they still together? They are. And how long have they been dating for? Do we know this? You guys probably know this. Since the okay, summer. Okay, so it's still, Since like, that's, like, pretty new. It's, like, not even a year. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, he put her in his music video that he just released, and she's, like, oh, naked in the bed. What? Oh, yeah. my. It's not, it's not, it's, like, I don't love it for, I just, like, I think I feel extra bad because I'm usually the Olivia in these situations. Interesting. I don't know. I don't love it. Um, But, yeah, so that was kind of, that was good because we did kind of, like, non-Disney Park stuff related, and now we're kind of jumping into disney parks and entertainment so why don't we kind of jump in what are your guys' thoughts on you know entertainment returning i know festival of the lion king coming back nature is healing i have like (laughs) such a deep attachment to festival of the lion king and i'm so glad to see it come back as one of the first entertainment pieces that are coming back i think everything's gonna start looking up soon that was so so devastating to see people losing their jobs entertainment i think is the heart and soul yeah. of the parks mm-hmm. so i'm just really sad to see nature, nature. replenishing <laughs> no it's so exciting because like so many people have lost their jobs there yeah like spring advantage all that stuff they all just had to go home and like they can't even do it again because mm. now they have real like not that it's not a real job but like they got like big kid jobs quote unquote Air quotes. and now it's too yeah. late because they're not students anymore it's so sad when especially when you're working at disney like we all have you really see what goes into entertainment and just like how much of the disney experience that they make up yeah so i really i'm really excited to see uh entertainment slowly come back especially because i really miss 
like i really miss the parades Me i miss too. the flipping fireworks what like what what is disney without what is magic kingdom without happily ever after that just like i don't know that feels wrong to me but i get it obviously we're being safe it has to happen until it's safe enough to happen but it's just so but you know what though like i follow a lot of people who live in Orlando and they like you know their jobs are to go to the parks and like get content and all that stuff and like I just Mm -hmm. I see in like the background of their like Instagram stories and their like photos that they take and I'm just seeing people like walking around with their mask on their chin like doing nothing to like be safe like I don't I don't know and then it's like obviously it's like a completely different world over there than where we are like we were all I don't know it's very just disappointing yeah and it's just being ruined for everyone else which is just so unfortunate yeah i feel like people don't realize that the longer they stay home Mm -hmm. the easier it will be to return to all the stuff we love yeah but that does bring us to um one of our next topics magical express how it's being canceled in 2022 oh r.i.p that is causing an uproar yeah that's really sad i don't know i love driving in listening to the little like videos that they have oh it's really gonna hurt there's certain things about especially landing into mco when uh like the airport when you you get off your plane the first one is hearing like the announcements from buddy the mayor Mm mm-hmm and they're like, I just love his attempt to be like, we don't just have Disney World. You can go do other things. <laughs> and everybody's on, like, everybody's on the monitor. I'm just like, uh, no. <laughs> Thank you for trying. Going to baggage and just immediately feeling like like an overwhelming like amount of heat. Yeah. There is not a single place in the world that is more humid yeah. than stepping outside. But it has such a MCO good smell. Airport. Like the smell is just, it's so yeah. fresh. And I don't know, it's just because it takes us back and it's nostalgic. It's so distinct. The smell is just (laughs) perfect. It hits different. And one of the biggest things about that is is the Disney Magical Express, especially because even before you land in Florida, Disney is so good about creating a well-rounded experience. Like, you'll get your magic mail well Mm -hmm. before you leave. In some cases, you might get your magic bands before you leave, uh, depending on what you choose. I think that's only for American Um, residents, isn't it? I've never had my magic bands mailed. I think I might me. have once because I think I had the option to either get them mailed or to have them ready at the hotel. Oh, they're just so good at creating this experience, and I feel like the Magical Express is part of that. It's also super convenient because it's free, and they also set up your stuff in your room for you. And I feel like just a little bit, just a little tiny bit of the experience might be dimmed. Also, with the bus drivers who get you like so amped up to like drive into property. Yeah, yeah. and they slow down so that you can get your like <laughs> yeah. picture out the window they just get it they just they get it and a lot of people are saying they're becoming less and less likely to choose a disney resort over a non-disney resort that's on property mm-hmm. because a lot of people pick the to stay at the disney resorts because of the extra amenities like magical express but when you lose something like that it you know is it worth the price that we pay for these resorts when we go on vacation but i understand that it's probably a covid thing budget cut so is this something that we can hopefully see return in the future mm-hmm. i don't know if it has to do with that but yeah agreed. sad to see it go at the very least i mean i would still stay on a resort just for the extra magic hours <laughs> um maybe not just for the extra magic hours but um they do help when 
you're like running for your life to um pandora in the morning at like six in the morning um, oh my god okay so something that we're gonna be doing every one of our episodes is spotlighting a disney small shop um and this week is pen sisters and they are a canadian-based pin creator that we are absolutely loving right now um, they specialize in all sorts of fantasy pins, but obviously our absolute favorites are their Disney pins. They have all sorts of attraction and movie-themed ones that we are in love with, and you can actually check them out on our Disney um, Thoughts Instagram profile. We're going to link them there, or you can head straight to their Instagram, which is at pins.upon.a.time, and we will also link their profile so you can go on ours and click theirs and just give them a check out it's uh, really really cool stuff so shout out to them we are going to move into i feel like it's a new classic soul we're gonna be talking about soul i have so many feelings about this movie that i don't even know where to start but i think that was like the entire goal of the movie is just to make us question everything um, and it did it very effectively. So if somebody like else wants to jump off, jump in with a point, <laughs> go for it because I don't even know where to start. I feel like, and I don't know if other people can relate to this, but I've watched it twice now. And the first time I watched it, the first like, I don't even know, almost like 30 minutes of the movie, I was like not into it at all. Like for some reason, I feel like it was like too, it was like too real for me. To the point where I'm oh. like, oh my god, they're like just doing it. They're just telling the truth here. And like, although kids might not understand it very much, like people our age are watching this. And I don't know if, I don't know if I should classify people our age with what I was feeling because I was feeling like very attacked. I was like, what is happening? Like, why are we? <laughs> why do I feel like Dude, this? Like, he was a failing. He was a struggling elementary school teacher. You think I didn't relate? <laughs> to that i was like is this what i have to look forward to is this it for me i know and like in the scenes where they were talking about like the new souls and how they're getting matched up with you know people who accomplished so much in their life and they had one calling in life and of course we don't find out till the end that like it's not a purpose you have to have or something like specific that you have to do in your life but for the first half of the movie i was like what am i doing with my whole life like i don't have mm-hmm. this calling like joe did where i'm a freaking jazz musician like i <laughs> i like disney i like dogs can i make a career out of that <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> like, i don't know i felt very very vulnerable and then the second time knowing that like what the end was going to be like i definitely enjoyed it way more mm-hmm. but those were like i don't those were my initial thoughts and it just kind of threw me off a little bit if i'm being honest yeah i feel that i've watched it three times now well i don't know i didn't really watch it the second time i was watching it i was with a friend anyways i don't look at me like that (laughs) i (laughs) i also like it took me a second watch to a third watch to process what was going on I agree with you like it was really unsettling the first time I watched it and hard to like process your feelings and form an opinion because it was it really it it attacked 
it went for the it went in for the kill this movie did sorry alessia i know i cut you off Go for oh it. no no no. it's okay i just um i really agree with what you guys said and what jesse said earlier because like i am someone who lives in a constant state of identity crisis and <laughs> <laughs> i'm very i you little gemini you <laughs> too much gemini and um I'm very restless and like attach things to my identity a lot and I've always been like oh I'm pretty good at a bunch of things but I'm not like really 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 good at one thing or like I don't have a a thing that like rules my life and my direction so it was really it felt really validating like I felt very seen also because like I tend to like cry when like sun is shining through trees and like it made me feel that those things were we're not only okay, but it was almost like I was doing life right. Like, I have nothing figured out at the minute, but I'm still doing something right. I also agree with what Jesse said and that at times it felt almost too real. Like, I didn't realize how much of the movie was going to be in, like, the real world. I know it's animated, but, mm-hmm. like, in the in the universe of the movie. I really might have liked to see... Um, more of the great before oh i'm so opposite yeah i really i was glad that most of it didn't take place in the great before i really i really liked the idea of that and i really liked that they didn't show anything about the great beyond other than going towards Mm -hmm. it um i i feel like the felt that they kept that ambiguous was so it felt so loud to me in a sense it's like oh gosh i'm gonna get way too existential here but um (laughs) go for it (laughs) i do have something to say about this about your feeling about it because i i was going to talk about the score and this ties in perfectly so say what you were going to say for for a lot of people again um myself included i'm i'm not very good at uncertainty but it gives you hope and also liberates you a little bit yes 100 percent you just oh my god okay you're gonna freak out when I say what I say next because I listened there's like a a soul stories podcast that talks to like the creators of the movie that I listened to and I'm a huge like movie score person um and I really enjoyed the episode that they did with um the composers of the score who were Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor who are part of Nine Inch Nails which felt so random to me that's very and then also so random right and then they also collaborated with um john baptiste not john are you thinking of the saint john bat oh my god john baptiste oh my god catholic elementary school problems (laughs) catholic elementary school problems i just called him john baptiste i hate myself john baptiste okay so the three of them collaborated um on the score atticus and trent did like all the score that you hear in the great before and the great beyond and um john batiste did like the jazzy arrangements um and like everything that you hear basically in the real world but um atticus and trent were talking about um composing the score for the part where joe falls into the great before or like into like i think he's falling from like the staircase that leads into the great beyond and originally that score Pixar wanted it to sound like a little bit chaotic but Atticus and Trent were like no let's not like associate any positive or negative feelings with the afterlife and transitioning into the afterlife or like this space in between let's make it sound 
super ambiguous. They're like, it doesn't sound good or it doesn't sound bad. It just sounds like everything. The anxiety comes from like the animation of Joe and like him kind of like panicking and freaking out. But the actual sound of the score during that part, they're like, let's not do good or bad. Let's just do everything. And so I like you literally said that, Alessia, when you were talking about what it made you feel. So I think that was really, really cool. Yeah, honestly, this movie really, really shook me. Um, Mostly for what I said about like feeling seen, but also the barbershop scene Mm, mm -hmm. i really love and appreciate those moments in life where you're like so unexpectedly vulnerable can i okay jesse i'm gonna give you like the floor after this because i keep going like i keep interrupting but this is like the perfect segue into like another point that i wrote down it's funny that you said alessia that like a barbershop feels like an unexpected place for that to happen but i think they did that on purpose because like barbershops are like really pivotal not pivotal like very like important spaces in like the black community and they hired a professional like critically acclaimed anthropologist and educator um dr janetta cole like as a consultant on soul for for jazz and for like like the role of like black culture and that's where the barbershop scene came in it's in like the celebrating black stories section of of disney plus and i think that's exactly what they did here by like adding in those little nods to like black culture and like I said the barbershop is like such an important space um for the black community and I think that's I think that came from Dr. Janetta Cole like that was one of her suggestions that's really cool you wouldn't think like because it's one scene but I feel like it contributes to the whole message or one of the message there's a lot of messages in this movie I think but like (laughs) I think that is huge, and I didn't know that, actually. Also, like, I was just thinking about it, too. The the line where he's like, why do you sound like a middle-aged white woman? And she's like, that's the most annoying. Like, I feel like... <laughs> like, I feel like them being so open with that. Yeah. Even the line where uh, Joe's mom was like, God knows we need more teachers. And when they're... The scene when they're, like, walking into the jazz club when Joe was, like, a kid, and he's like... um, He's talking about the contributions that of um, that black people made to towards jazz music, and it is what it is. Yeah, sorry, he called it like specifically black improvisational music, mm-hmm. and that's that was the term that Dr. Cole used to describe it. And she was like, "That's they weren't calling it that before she came onto the film." And she's like, "It's really important to call jazz black improvisational music," and they put that in the movie. And I thought that was so thoughtful and so they recognized the responsibility they had, which was really exciting. It's it's so incredible. Um, I think I wrote down one more point about it. Wait, wait. Does Jesse have any points about it? No, go. Go, go, go. You go, Alessia. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> a lot of times you're set up to do one thing, whether it's to, like, be a doctor or a lawyer or, um, like, a finance bro. I don't even know, but... Oh. Um... <laughs> Can we talk about how topical that one scene was where there was, like, a lost soul... And he was like, oh, it's a hedge fund manager. Yeah. And then he drops back into his body and he's like, I quit. Like, like, what am I doing? (laughs) Ozzy worked for Robin Hood. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jesse, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I have one one last point. And like, it's funny because it was kind of about that scene where the guy literally took a step back from his desk and he had this like moment of clarity where he's like, what am I doing? Like, I don't enjoy this. But then something I also took away from it is that 
your day job or whatever you want to call it doesn't have to be like a passion of yours as long as you find like not everybody does what they want to do in life because like I said not everything you enjoy is can be like a money earner like I I don't think things that I genuinely I love to read I will never get paid to read like you know what I mean (laughs) so I think if you have peace with the fact that like a job you have doesn't define you and you can find joy and like a meaning out of life with stuff outside of your work and I feel like this podcast is just a perfect example of it for me where like I have a job that I definitely not it's not my passion like it's not something I see myself (laughs) doing forever but like if you find little things outside of it even volunteering or anything like that like you can you can be happy with that and I think that was something I took away from the movie for me at least yeah oh that reminds me of one of the lines that I wrote down from the movie that the god he's one of my favorite characters the science spinner. I think his name is like moon wind <laughs> yeah. or something something like that like he goes when there were the lost souls and um it, it, he was talking about how there's the people above who are like in the zone doing something they really love and then like right under them are the lost souls and he's explaining why they're so close together and he's like it's because when joy becomes obsession, one gets disconnected from life. Oh, my God. So, like, even if you did turn, like, your passion into, like, something that you spent all of your time on and it becomes an obsession, like, you become disconnected from life and, like, those people turned into lost souls. So, it's, like, it's okay if you're not doing what you love all the time because you're not supposed to be doing what you love all the time. Like, it's special because it's separate from everything else. Yeah. My favorite thing in this whole movie is when um 22 is like how are you and he's like on the brink of madness thanks for asking (laughs) (laughs) i wrote that one down too yeah or you can't crush a soul here that's what life on earth is for (laughs) died and now anytime i see a twisty straw for the rest of my life (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) you're just gonna see jerry and jerry and jerry and terry (laughs) i hate okay controversial opinion perhaps i do not like okay i think it was really well done like this isn't a discredit to the voice actor of terry i think they actually did like a really good job i hate terry's voice (laughs) like it's like if josh Gad was Australian and like not the class clown but like the kid that always just speaks at the worst most inconvenient times and you just want to be like shut up <laughs> like that's how I feel about Terry and Terry's voice the whole movie I'm like he's a pest literally like, yes <laughs> literally. I think the last thing we should talk about is the ending what are our thoughts on the ending or the lack thereof I think it leaves a lot to interpretation and imagination and I think it just brings it all home like I know it's kind of open-ended but it's very like vague but I think that's what they tried to do throughout the entire movie is to make us question like every single thing about life and that's exactly how I was left like I was left being like what that's it like we don't we don't get anything else but I think that's what they wanted to do to us at the beginning of quarantine i saw like a collective struggle with like not feeling like we were being productive enough like we were obsessed with productivity and like let's use this extra time to the best of our ability but now we're like missing the little moments like screaming 
background vocals with the crowd like at a concert or like skating on like the public rink at like by the lake and like 2020 was weird like a literal shit show but there's so much that i think we're collectively grateful now that i don't think a lot of us would even known to think twice about at the beginning of 2020 and like those little things are the whole point of it all not the stuff that makes us productive um and i think that's the point of soul because joe at one point goes life is full of possibilities you just need to know where to look and i think the ending was inconclusive because it didn't matter like the whole point that we're trying to, that they were trying to make is that you can't quantify your life in terms of how many goals you meet because that's just not what makes life worth living like the point is to just enjoy it so i think they didn't give us a conclusive ending because they want us to be like honestly the ending doesn't matter if i enjoyed the movie um like where they end up in life doesn't matter as long as they're enjoying the ride and i find comfort in the fact that we know they have the tools and the mindset to enjoy their life now at the end of that movie jasmine what you just said like literally put tears in my eyes like it gave it shot goosebumps up my body (laughs) when you said like why does why does the ending of the movie matter if you enjoyed the movie i do want to ask you guys though where do you think where do you think 22 ends up i watched the ending like when she's flying down to earth so many times and I tried. I am not a cartologist or cartographer. I don't know. know. So I literally (laughs) Google search like map of North America, map of Europe, map of Asia, (laughs) like to see what looked the most similar. I like put time into this. I know. I'm not surprised you have. (laughs) I think that 22 ends up in Asia. I couldn't tell where it looked a little central so maybe like china um or india but i mean that's not necessarily central but like just flying over like i'm so invested in this i'm like i want to know india is like southeast asia (laughs) (laughs) india is like southeast asia and no it's it's like it's like south but it connects to china like almost and not in the middle but like like almost i just couldn't tell but i think she ends up somewhere in asia and i love that for her love that for you girly love that for you bestie (laughs) (laughs) jesse do you have any theories no i honestly i didn't really think about it as much as alessia did and i did not map it out um but i remember in the group chat after you watched it alessia you did say something like that um so i did take a look and i think you could i think you could be onto something i really like the riley from inside out theory some that have i talked about this with you guys some people think that that 22 becomes riley what oh my okay that's gonna make me cry yeah you gotta like look at like all the reddit threads and stuff but um the two that i remember that stood out to me that were like a like a couple nods to riley was 22 loving pizza and that's a thing that like comes up in inside out is like she has a very particular like taste for pizza like whenever they move or something she's like no this isn't blah 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 and like and like and they have the pizza um and then another thing that they mentioned uh or that was like a little shout out to inside out when joe and 22 so like joe and the cat are on the subway um there is an ad for this company and the subway ads along the top of the car and the company is the company that riley's dad works for and it's like you can see that on his work uniform so a lot of people think that 22 becomes riley 
I have chills. What? Now I need to watch Inside Out, though. Both movies have really good messages, too. So it would, like, make sense that they're, I don't know, somewhat related. I really like that. That's cool. I like that theory a lot. Yes. Um, this was kind of our, our main one that we wanted to talk about just because we had a lot of feelings. Like, we... <laughs> just constant messaging each other existential crisis on all our parts but I think um I think it was good I I learned a lot to be honest I didn't know about this podcast I didn't know about all these like experts that they brought in to kind of like shape the movie so that's really cool well that's our show everybody we We did did it I can't believe we did it Jesse Jasmine how do you guys feel about our first episode it's been a long time coming and I'm just so happy that it's finally here and just more to come. I'm very excited for future future episodes. We made it and it's only going to get better from here. So we're excited to see where it goes. Thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode. And for now, we hope you have a magical day and a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Bye.